Welcome everybody to the Didn't Hate It Movie Podcast. I'm Josiah. Welcome. I'm joined with some great guests today. On my left, I have Seth Sipe. Nathaniel. Yeah, returning favorites as always. You guys just want to see their faces so much. Yeah. So that's why we made them available to you today. So we got a great show for you. Today we're going to talk about uh, the biggest Hollywood movie uh, ever, ever, I think. Ever, yeah, ever, ever. Ever to come it, it, out. Totally past Avatar. Totally past Definitely. Avatar. It's better than Indiana Jones. It, yes, <laughs> that's can, all that matters. We can confidently <laughs> say that. I, I, I've just been on Twitter. I'm like, yes, be better than Indiana Jones. Yes. Be better than Indiana Jones. I just want to see the comparisons of Indiana Jones versus The Sound of Freedom. Yeah, that is, my, yeah, that is what we're talking about today. my reaction being, it's a, it's a $14.5 million movie. Does it make it, its money back? Yes, it doubled its money yeah. uh, in the last few days. And I'm like... You're winning. <laughs> You're so, winning. So before we get into it, I think it is cool what it's doing in the box office and kind of the campaign that it started. Yeah. Because the whole campaign is that it's like running for, it ran for what, three days in theaters? Is that it? Uh, well, I think. Did I, it get extended? It might have. It, it may have gotten extended because of how much in demand yeah. it is right now. Yeah. But like that's a great uh, just method to get the film out there. Yeah. Because it was blocked for so long by uh, Disney. Yeah. Is it Disney well, that bought it? To yeah, so it was it? it was a 20th Century Fox, and then when they when Disney bought it in the right. merger, mostly because they covered up with the whole, you know, we want to buy X-Men, mm-hmm. and in the process, they shelved Sound of Freedom. I mean, like, they didn't, like, according to the creators, they, like, buried it. They yeah. didn't want anybody to ever see that movie. I wonder why. wonder why. So I think we'll start by talking about, uh, a lot of people are calling this movie important. Mm-hmm. So that's a good question. Why is this movie important, gentlemen? What's your uh, takes? Nathaniel? This movie is important because Seth should have answered first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this I movie w- is, this, we're going to totally cut that out. So <laughs> this movie is important because it's, it's more fun. It's important to me because um, certain, uh, the mainstream media doesn't like this movie. That is why this movie is important <laughs> to me. That's the true. more it pisses off people, the more it makes me love it. I'm all for it. Yeah, and the reason why it's important to me is because it's it's actually making a solid faith-based movie that's not just like oh it's great in faith. No, I'm talking about it's like well made. It's like a real movie and a real movie with real characters that respond with, yeah to to the world in like a, a Christian in a, like maybe a Christian should. Would. There's like stuff. It's like when Christian when a Christian reacts to certain things, it's like you you you. It's not just something special. But it's like, no, that's that's how a Christian would react. Like when there's something that, like, I won't say what, but there's some things that surprise him. This, like, Jim Caviezel's character, yeah. um, who plays Tim Ballard, the main character in the movie, he's um, he's genuinely surprised, and he'll say he will actually have an expletive, or when he's angry at something, he'll say something that's like, yeah, that's how, that's how I would react. Yeah. I would react as viscerally as he's the, reacting. There was a great moment where he said an explicitive, Yes. And I think we all agreed that we kind of laughed at it. Yeah. And Rob also saw it. He laughed at it as well. Right. So, like, it just... And he's like, you could have done it without it. But it just proves that that added to the film. Right. And I think that's what helps make it feel like it's not a Christian film, even though it's faith-based, it, ha- it has faith to it, but it's a, just a real movie. Mm-hmm. So you can have a Christian film and people can be human? <gasps> Apparently, what? yes. I, oh, my goodness. Well, and also, possible? like... I, so, uh, for context, we did a film in 2017 called The Game, and Nathaniel was with us. You weren't with us yet, but um, it was all about human trafficking. Right. And so we thought that, uh, you know, politically mo- motivated films in film festival circuits are like crazy. That's all that film festivals want to show, right? So if it's whatever the buzzword is of the day, 
they'll put it out there. So we thought, ooh, we got a good chance because we're going to tell a story about like human trafficking mm -hmm. in America. Mm -hmm. And like, it's all fictional, but it's based on like what we've heard from patients uh, that the, the guy that wrote it, yeah. he, he worked in a place where he heard all these stories. So we, he wrote it and we filmed it. Um, people did not like it. Not because it's not a good movie. You can go watch it, by the way. Shameless plug. Um, <laughs> it's somewhere now. But here's the thing. They didn't like it because it's the wrong human interest story. We thought, ooh, the political thing's going to like take off. It's the wrong one. Because there's a large group out there that denies that human trafficking is even happening. Well, that's just... You know? That's one of the things that just... Have you guys seen the reaction from like the mainstream media right now? I'm glad to say I have not seen much I of am, the mainstream I'm media. I'm just on Twitter right now. I'm just enjoying the floodgates. Oh, CNN, CNN yeah. is getting ripped right now because like cause CNN did this thing where they were talking about like we all know human trafficking does exist, but this is QAnon, and there's no way this is right. like that. This is these are scare tactics. These these statistics are not correct, and this is clearly all made up by the right wing. And the thing is, the movie, I don't recall ever saying if it was right wing or no. left wing. It's straight up saying this is a human problem across yeah. the entire board. And you think everybody would get behind it? No! Yeah, even if you say, okay, well, this is not happening in the world, which I don't know how you say that, but there are people that do. In the movie, it does a good job of painting this is the real world and this is what is happening. So mm -hmm. in the context of the movie... You buy it wholesale. Like, there's never a moment where you go, I don't know, this looks like QAnon conspiracy to me. Did, but but apparently. Ask, did, did you guys ever think QAnon before no. we walked in? I'm not CNN, in, so I never out? think QAnon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, I tried not to think of QAnon. I don't even know what QAnon day. was until this movie. Oh, I, I knew what it was, but... <laughs> <laughs> I've heard about it here and there. I've maybe yes. saw a couple flags at a certain place. But, yeah, that is true. That is but true. people also forget, that wasn't there a guy named uh, Epstein? Right. Well, Ooh. that's something that's very interesting because this movie, like, they set up a Epstein-type place to right. trap these predators. Right. And so what's funny to me is, I say funny, and that's not really the word, right, because it's not funny, but we live in a world where everyone knows college kids run around in the background of news crews saying Epstein didn't kill himself. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a known thing. It's, it's out there, right? We're all fine with the fact that that's just where it lays. Like, there, there is no secondary investigation. There is no, mm -hmm. like, <laughs> hey, what about the pedophiles? Like, right. <laughs> that he was right. uh, bringing to his island. We don't, don't know, don't care, I guess, right? Yeah, and I don't want to focus on this part, because, but I think at the very, they, they, they gave some statistics at the end of the movie. Again, the movie's not about the statistics, but at the very yeah. end, there's a statistic that's talking about um, it, that human trafficking, sex trafficking is um, larger today than it was when it was legal. Yeah. I, I'm wondering if that is the statistic. Everybody's going, well, that's very triggering because it can't possibly be worse right. than it was back then. But it absolutely, absolutely can. So how, how, did, how did you feel about how it was portrayed in that film with, it, like, the opening image, how yeah. those kids were... I, I, would be enticed, or the including the dad being enticed with this idea. That I, I have, I have a real world experience. That's exactly what happened to people I know. Um, that not not that not the final part, but there was somebody that did approach for modeling to right. people I know, mm -hmm. and and they and they did the exact. They started with with the with the girl, and they said, well, what about what about the boy too? And so. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I just happened to know them. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, the parents were there the whole time. But, I, but we never heard from them again. 
Like the, the, this, the, we, we, they, they never heard from this modeling agency ever again. Right. And it was just like, that's so well, real. That's, you know, there's that, that a can scene, actually happen. Now that we're actually talking about a mo- yeah. the movie, uh, there's a scene where like the dad drops off the kids mm-hmm. and the uh, woman that's like the handler is like, uh, you know, no stage parents allowed. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, first of all, no, no, <laughs> no. And, it, and that happens in real life. And I've heard so many horror stories about mm-hmm. uh, that kind of thing happen in casting and stuff. So that's a lesson for anyone that doesn't know. If you ever drop off your kids and they Never. say no parents allowed, you say, uh-uh, uh-huh. I'm, I'm going to watch them like a hawk. Yeah. And or maybe don't do that film or don't. Or do just that, don't or bring just, them. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, oh, really? I'm not allowed there. Uh, you're not. I'm not going to be allowed near my child. Right. Time for us to <laughs> let's leave go. because yeah. these are bad people. <laughs> yeah, I would say go. like the dad that was in the movie, like you definitely t- could tell that he he responded to that he made a mistake. But I kind of right. wanted to hear him say at one point, I made a mistake. I think we um, I think we saw him go oh oh yeah oh yeah the, he, he broke, oh he crap broke oh crap down. oh crap he, he broke down and, and I, was and was I absolutely sad. I like this movie because it's subtle in yeah. a lot of ways. Yeah. I almost think it's too subtle in some ways mm-hmm. because at the beginning and all this right now is non-spoiler but just go see it or see it on streaming whenever it comes out. Um but there's a point where like Jim Caviezel convinces this uh predator yeah. to uh like g- give him a kid basically. And uh, so he gets in good with the Predator. They never explain to the audience that that's happening. I like this because it's very subtle. And we know that Jim Caviezel's not a, a freaking no, no, pedophile, he's, right? He's not a pedophile. Right. But it was, so yeah. we know that. But yeah. uh, it's just I'm so conditioned to Hollywood. Hollywood would normally turn to the camera to his partner or something and be like, no, don't you get it? I'm trying to get the answers, you know. But mm-hmm. I kind of appreciate it. There are a lot of things subtle. So, like, the parent, mm-hmm. the dad, I felt like was very subtle. Because not once did he say, like, oh, it was all my fault. He didn't say that. He didn't but say I feel that. like you could yeah, feel he, it. He, yeah. he knew it was. Yeah. Or he yeah. felt that it was. That, yeah. That's just a point why did, to the Why movie. does he need to say it out loud? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's just a point to the movie. Because yeah. that, that makes, they, they focus on, it's the, it's the big rule of, of movie making. Show, don't tell. Right. And you, you totally got it yeah. without being told. Yeah. Well, and I think... Most of us knew, like, when the dad shows up and she's like, no sh- uh, show parents. I heard several people in the theater go, mm-mm. Mm. <laughs> so we know, right? You don't have mm-hmm. to be, like, someone off screen, like, explain. This is what they do. I'm just so used to Hollywood doing that mm-hmm. that it's, like, refreshing but also weird, you know? Right. Um, but, yeah. But speaking of which, like, again, just going into how they um, – because you like how they introduce Tim Ballard in the movie again, played by Jim Caviezel. But how they introduce him, um, we kind of get that we, we know that he's breaking into, you know, places to to stop um, pedophiles. But I think what they do in the movie that's actually really, he's Homeland Security. He's right? Homeland yeah, Security. Yeah. But I think what they do in the movie again, just building character um, through the whole thing is like they they take that that, that I think that whole scene of him going to work, um, like and, and as in he's he's befriending the pedophile in order to finally catch uh, catch him and I, get the kid. Yeah. I was like, I was like, although it was fast in the movie. Yeah, it, it, it was a little the, rushed, but, but, but the, whole, the whole point of that whole thing was not only was it telling this is how pedophiles work in a sense, but it was also just, again, character development. Yeah. Like through him, it was like, it's like the whole time I was there, I was like, are they going to do this? I know that they aren't going to do this thing where it's like, is he... You know, is he actually a pedophile? Because he's not actually. It's Jim, right. Jim Caviezel. It's Jim Caviezel. But, but by <laughs> the end, but by the end, his reaction to capturing this pedophile and finding yeah. the kid that well, he's looking for, and his joy 
was for me. I, I just reacted. I was so happy like, the whole time. You I were was weeping shipping. a lot. I was. I was. Say, I was weeping. And a I lot. didn't say cry. I mean weeping. I was weeping. But I do the thing like when Zach started weeping during Guardians of the Galaxy three. I just like do that. So I did that for your courtesy. So I just <laughs> I like that. yeah. I appreciate. Uh, just ignore that. Uh, just hand him a blueberry. He'll be fine. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah. So we were handing blueberries to each other throughout the. I did not sneak in blueberries <laughs> we to a movie did not theater. Sneak in blueberries. That's like the lamest thing to sneak into a movie theater. So why by would the way. we do farm that? fresh blueberries? We I mean, we're we're course. trying to be healthy boys, you know. That's what we're trying. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, one of my favorite parts of the movie is that the theme stated is basically um, Jim Caviezel's partner. He's not in it much. He's in it for like two minutes. But he he had he, a partner. Yeah, the very yeah, beginning. Very because beginning. he's the one that says like, "I've been doing this however long. How many times have we actually found one of the kids?" He's like, it's not about finding the kids, it's about catching the predators. And that starts Jim Caviezel thinking, wait, what if it doesn't have to be that way? What if we can actually go find the kids? Mm-hmm. And then he finds one and then finds out that the sister is also, has also been taken by the same people. And that's how this whole movie plays out. Yeah. And I think from that, it just unravels into a really nice, like, real movie. Mm-hmm. Like, be- way better than I thought it could be. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, and I'll also say uh, my favorite character of the movie is the guy that he meets down in Mexico. I forget his name. Yeah, me, me, too, me too. But, but I, the, the, I, I you know if as... you've seen it, it's the, the guy that he basically, like, finds I'm, I'm kids. Gonna, I'm going to call him, like, 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 Discount Sully from Uncharted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he's, he's no, he's, should we, he should is Should we just look up that character. name? Do we need to look up I mean, you can look up that name. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, right. yeah um, my phone's way over there. Oh, uh, well, then, <laughs> like, then, then it's not important. My phone is way over here. But, yeah, that character was great. Whoever played him, I'm sure we'll look him up. He was awesome. Um, and I think that really added to the dynamic of what Jim Caviezel was doing. Because mm-hmm. they could have done the easy, lazy Hollywood thing where they uh, go with his partner. And his partner is like, you know. But they, I, that's one of the things I appreciate. It's not really a Hollywood movie. It, mm-hmm. it definitely feels uh, like an indie movie to me. But in good ways, you know. It, it, it's it a cheap high, movie that does not feel cheap. But it feels high quality, though. Yes. Yeah. I've, I've heard a lot of people say, like, it's a movie that does not feel cheap. But it is cheap. It's like what, fourteen million or something? Okay, so uh, it's played by Bill Camp. His name is Vampiro. Yes, it's what? Vampiro. Vampiro. I'm not kidding. Vampiro. That's a made-up name. No, I'm dead That's one hundred percent made I'm up. I'm looking but at it right it, now. It could can, be, you, can you confirm that for me? What's his sir? name? The uh, actor's name? Let's see. Bill Camp. Bill Camp was Bill awesome. Camp Vampiro. It, was that his name? Was it maybe Vampiro? Vampire is the name in the movie. Yeah, yeah, th- yeah but that's a cool name. I'm calling him yeah, Vampire Sully because I think it's that's just, fair. I think it's Bill better. Camp was awesome. I'll say that. Yes, I loved his character. Can we get into spoilers? Because yeah, I, yeah. I, I, this I don't think I wept more. I, 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 wept, I wept, wept through a, a few things. Are you that, a weeper though? Because we got to get like a yeah. So uh, so, but for, for movies, for movies, for movies like that, I I I'm I'm emotionally moved because it does. Fair. It, it's it's. How do you not get emotionally moved? If you don't get emotionally moved in some way, even if you're not I was weeping, not emotional. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> then you're a psychopath. No, <laughs> I might be a psychopath. No, I tear up a lot, but I don't cry at a lot of movies. Yeah. But I tear up, like Toy Story 3, I tear up every time, you yeah. know, when they're going to the furnace. Yeah, sure. But I don't cry a lot. Right. But uh, I respect the people that do. For me, it was the, it, it was, it was his whole um, story. It's, I mean, you can't, you can't get, I mean, like, you know, it's a, you know it's going to be a sort of Christian movie because he has this, um, he has this moment of uh, like he, he he basically, Jim Caviezel's character Tim, basically asks him, um, "Why are you doing this?" Like that they, he doesn't say it like that, but he basically asks, "Why are you doing this?" 
and Vampiro. I, I, again, I want to call Which, him Sully. Vampiro. Vampiro. Great name for a villain, though. Right. Like, but MCU he, should pick up on that. That's his, what I'm his, his whole response is like what, what they even talk about in the movie is that he buys kids in order to free kids, which is like he's got, he, he plays it very close to the chest. Mm-hmm. And he saves a bunch of kids. But this is the moment where he talks about it. And what he mentions, um, it was just like he talked about this whole wicked life that he had. Mm-hmm. And and there's but there's something that's also just kind of relatable because he's he's like he knows what he's done is so incredibly wrong. Right. And that he's and he recognizes that it's wrong, but he has no way out at first. And then it's revealed not in a really cheesy Christian way, and like that's when I found Jesus. No, right. it's it's this thing of it's a thing of like he he, he doesn't even say he's a Christian. He doesn't even say he's a Christian, but he does he does say, if now there was a time where you asked if God exists, that would be it. And I was like, that's that's so good. Yeah, that's my favorite so was after that he he says, um, when God tells you what to do, you don't hesitate. You don't hesitate. Like I felt that just. I mean, yeah. that's. That leapt off the screen. Yeah. I was so That good. whole scene was like probably my favorite scene in the movie. Yeah. Because it's just, it's character driven. But not, not just character driven. Did you see like behind him when they yeah. shot it? There was, the way they shot it, they had light on both sides, but there's this blank bit of dark, like this, like some kind of mm-hmm. sheet that they have. And he, he's talking about darkness itself. And it's, the fact that it's behind him, um, and when he's talking about that and it stands out like that, it, it was like, that's brilliant. They, mm-hmm. they have some great shots in this movie where people look directly into the camera um, and, and it feels far more intense. Um, just it's, it's, it was just so well done. Yeah. Yeah. The only things I think are uh, a l- little downsides of the movie are it feels rushed in some uh, areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was a moment where, like, it feels like it's going to end, and it doesn't. It keeps going. Yeah. The, Which, on one hand, I like where it went, yeah. but on the other hand, the pacing was a little off in that part. Right. right. But, yeah, it's, but his real goal of reuniting the the brother and the sister yeah. back with their father, and uh, it shows, like, oh, my job isn't done yet because that, yeah. that girl is still missing. I just wish somewhere. they would have made bigger deals out of certain things. Like at, at this point where they set up the Epstein Island thing, mm-hmm. they uh, get 54 kids free. Mm-hmm. And I, on one hand, very subtle. So like mm-hmm. I like it. But on the other hand, I kind of would have made a bigger deal out of it because while Jim Caviezel could be you know blinders on, he only cares about the girl, like the mm-hmm. sister, right? That's mm-hmm. who he's going after. There's, there were other characters that were like, you know, congratulations, we still did a good job, but it was just kind of like subdued, and I, I would have liked to see like, you know, a lot of people like be like, hey, this is, this is it, this is it, and they say that, but it's just a little too subtle for me. Right. And but that's a good thing, you know. It's also a but good he, thing. He's got, he's got the mentality of, and again, this is also very subtle, but he's going of the, he's got the, the one who never leaves the one behind, which funny that he's. Hmm. Jeff Caviezel who played Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> he's also the main character. Yeah, which I and think he's literally going after today. the one. He's not going after the whole group oh, of people. Oh, that's good. Yeah, he goes after the one at the very oh. end, and that's he's leaving the fifty-four he, to go after they got the one. To go see, so yeah, see what they did there. Oh, yeah. that's pretty. That's okay. pretty good. Yeah, that's good. Speaking of which, like he a, goes yeah. dives deep into the deepest, darkest jungle. Ever. That's right. And that was with, pretty cool. With no weapon, because it was kind of like a yeah. a pacifist Rambo. It was. <laughs> Which I never thought I would want to see, but if I did, it was with G- Jim Caviezel, because that was pretty right. awesome. Right. Um, but I, I really like that part, too. So that's why I say, like, the pacing was a little off there, but I like where we went with it, mm-hmm. because it was, like, 
they're setting up an Epstein Island, and now they're like taking a three-man team, and then it became a two-man team, and then it was, it was a one-man one man team, team to get this one specific girl. Right. And, and but, yeah. But to go on your pacing, like we we, we had mentioned it before, but um, it comes about like halfway through the movie, and um, it's after it's after the Epstein Island fake thing yeah. is successful. And they do, they do actually say the title of the movie, and you were... <laughs> so I think everyone in theater already made the That's joke. The sound of like, when it opens, it opens with, admittedly, a banging soundtrack. I like the soundtrack great. a yeah, lot. Soundtrack. But when it opened, I leaned to everyone around me, people I didn't even know, and I was like, you know what that is? The Sound of Freedom. You know, like, I did that to everyone, and then there's a part of the movie where they sing that same song, and he's like, you know what that is? But there's this long pause, and everyone just goes... It's the movie. Sound of Freedom. He did the thing. He Roll did credits. He did the thing. He did the thing. But yeah, I, I mean, there was a lot of. Um, I, I feel like the tone overall was really nice because you knew when you were supposed to laugh, mm -hmm. but you also knew when it was supposed to be serious. Yeah, there was only like a couple of jokes in the yeah. whole movie. That it's a heavy I haven't film. seen that I'll in a that. long time. Where yeah. they were just like, "Look, this this subject matter is serious." Oh, and by the way, they the way they took the subject matter, other movies might absolutely glorify it but this movie is very tactful about it it's, yeah. it's like we're gonna show it through the eyes of somebody else and and you can go well that's kind of maybe a little gimmicky but just the way Jim Caviezel does it, and the way that it's shot you just you feel every every moment of it mm. um, but yeah but finally on the thing of the pacing yeah I feel like they could have stopped the movie after um, they freed the kids and you're just kind of left with they never but found then, the daughter. But, but, then he, but she, but, but it's the goal of going after the one, which you said, I, right. which I hadn't thought of that. Until That's a layer, said, yeah. Right. It's and a layer so, in and of itself. Yeah. It's an onion. Yeah, yeah. So, so all the, like, what's so interesting is the, like, again, the, him going after um, the little girl, I, I feel like it was fulfilling. And it was, it was like, if I didn't see that in the movie, I mean, the movie's really sad as it is, and it's really scary as it is. It's heavy, I'll say that. And I don't yeah. think that's a detriment. I think that's a good thing about yeah. the movie because it needs to be heavy. Right. But I do know, like, our buddy Nick went and saw it with us, and he was not necessarily prepared, mm -hmm. which, you know, if you say, hey, we're going to watch a movie about human trafficking, not going to uh, be a comedy, I, I hope. Yeah. I mean, how are you going <laughs> to make that into a, a comedy? Yeah, it's not a Seth Rogen, you know, <laughs> comedy. But all the but all the things um, in the movie, although they've they've been put together in this sequence, Tim Ballard, the actual Tim Ballard, has said all that has happened in some shape or form. Mm. So yeah, the fact that he he talked about like it's funny you mentioned that the him working with the pedophile at, like at the beginning to try to working with the pedophile yeah. in, or, in order to try to f capture him. Um, he said that actually happened in two months. Like he actually did See, that in order to do that. And that, that. is one thing I, I'll address yeah. quick. It's a nitpick. It happens a little fast in the movie. Yeah. So it's a little hard to believe that this like pedophile that can like hook up Jim Caviezel with like mm -hmm. a child in like immediately, like he's a high ranking pe pedo. Yeah. Um, he just kind of accepts him very quickly. Mm -hmm. But for the sake of time, I guess it, yeah. it, it did work out. Like it, that was the only time I was like, I don't know, that's a little fast. The yeah. rest of it was like very believable. Right. Everything that was going on, the people that were doing the things they were doing, it was very believable. Right, and then the, 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 the sex hotel, the fake sex hotel that they made, that actually did happen. It actually was 120 kids. They had to cut it down to just this one operation. And then there was, I think he said, an operation where he did go in. I don't think it was by himself, but he went into um, some very, uh, terrible places inside the, the jungle in order mm -hmm. to kind of do the same thing which that is like the moment by the way where he 
you know, when he finds the daughter at mm-hmm. the at the end, and he goes, like we all joked about, it's it like, oh, holy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like it was like yeah. That's exactly what I would say. Oh my gosh! I, she's yeah. here. She's here. Yeah, I actually yeah. found her. Oh my god! Yeah. Well, and it felt like a real movie in that, you yeah. know. And I think everyone laughed yeah. when and we Ava all Rob laughed. Was like, yeah, we were like, because that's 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 it's it's so true. Yeah, yeah. And we definitely. needed that. We really needed that laugh. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. I think in in parts the pacing doesn't work as well, but as far as the tone. You know, like it's a heavy movie that breaks the tension right when it needs to break the tension, mm-hmm. and then it goes right back into it, mm-hmm. and and it does it, it does it in a way that you don't feel like you ever watch a movie and you're just like uh, I'm trying to think of a movie that I've watched that I'm like it's a great movie, love that movie I'll only watch it once I for, I forget there's always one I point to I know one that I point to is The Impossible mm-hmm. with uh, uh, Ewan McGregor and t- uh, Tom Holland's in there as a little kid <laughs> it's very hard to watch. Oh, uh, one with um, uh, Jul- Julian Moore, um, still Alice. She has early onset dementia, and it is a wonderfully depressing movie of a woman like going through uh, dementia when she's like in her fifties, and her family's trying to take care of her. I can o- I've only seen it once. I can't watch that movie ever again. Great movie, love it. Yeah. Um, I don't think Sound of Freedom's going to be that way because it, it it breaks the tension and it it is a I don't want to say it's a good time, but it's an important time. I guess that's the, yeah. the we, we term that's some, being we used. We got some suspense. We got some adventure. Yeah. I've, I was very happy when we got to the second half with the jungle. It's like, yes, now we have the gunshots. Awesome. Now yes. we have a little bit of fighting, which is what I'm here for. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. got my, I got my action. That's good. And I think, I think you might be a little bit. A I think, small, I think small you, action, I think cool. you might be a little disappointed um, if you go into the movie thinking there's like action. It's a thriller. Sure. That's well, what the movie really is. I will really say, is. I keep using the term, it's almost like a real movie. Yeah. Because it is a real movie, but also, it, in part, it feels a little, uh, I, I don't want to say cheap, because that's not what I mean, but a little um, underproduced, which is a, a good thing about the movie, but also, like that one fight scene we get, it's a little underproduced. That's yeah. all I'll say. But yeah. still good. Yeah. A, a lot of people are going to find that refreshing, because I did, but I also just, you know... Found it like eh, could have used a little more polish. Because it's because they put they put all the best stuff where it counted. That's fair. Yeah. So that's you're, totally you're fair. willing to accept that. I will definitely say more, perhaps it's more of a detective movie instead of definitely because it's kind of like a spy are, movie actually because he's are. detective yeah. movie because he's going undercover, undercover, deceiving uh. people, getting people to trust him, mm-hmm. and uh, getting the disguise of the doctor. We are doctors now. And that was pretty cool, actually. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> but yeah, um, but yeah. So I think overall, I want to see more movies like this. Yeah. That you know, I'm a big fan of escapism. So normally, I'm all about like, don't give me a movie with a political motivation. Mm-hmm. But when it's up front, and it's actually based on a true story, it works. And I think it works in this case. You right. know what you're getting into. You knew. I think you knew exactly what you get into. Um, the only other thing I'll say is, I think the marketing was a little off. I think they did a good job, but I thought it was a documentary until like the day we went and saw it. Really? Yeah, you hear Jim Caviezel, human trafficking. You don't think, oh, it's a narrative thriller. You don't think that. You think, Mm. oh, it's a documentary about what's going on in the world. Most, yeah, it's because... And if anyone should be marketed towards, like, I am the the market. We are, whoever is listening is the market, right? Yeah, Yeah, but I I will agree with you. The the, the marketing wasn't great, but... Again, if they have a fourteen point five million dollar yeah. budget, 
the marketing, I guess. It, I think the they did very smart things because yeah. they did like a pay it forward thing, yeah. mm -hmm. which is an exclusive thing that Christians do, by the way. Every, <laughs> every time, like, I think God's Not Dead did something like that, and yeah. every time that or happens. The cho or the, the chosen uh, TV show, Angel Studios. The, oh, the, yeah, the Angel, one, which. They're I, the ones who made it. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm very thankful that Angel Studios made because there's, they've been, they've been doing The Chosen, and yeah. I, I love The Chosen. I'm, chosen you guys, is great. You guys have been. Checking. Have you been checking out the Chosen? No, it's okay. on. It's number one on his list that he's yeah. not getting to. But yeah, but it's it's it's, it's really <laughs> it's really well made. I, I definitely do, and they're getting better. I think every season. But one of the things I'm been kind of concerned about is, and this is what I'm concerned about for most Christian-based films, is that there is there, there won't be an acknowledgement of really dark things. That this this is a yeah. dark world that we're in. And that's how I think most movies should start. If you're in a if you're in a dark world, you start off in a very dark place. But by the end of the movie, there's got to be this like sort of thing. There is there is this hope, and there is this there's something that's great about it. And and there's and, and of course God is the, the answer to, to right. most of that. But most of the like I've seen for most Christian based movies are just not willing to tackle some really dark stuff. Right. I'm not saying show dark stuff, and, I'm saying tackle it. And I do think that that might be why this movie does not appeal to a lot of people, mm -hmm. because even a couple of our Christian friends were like, I don't want to go watch a movie about human trafficking. What? Yeah, but well, because it's a hard subject. It's like um, when Daily Wire put out uh, Run, Hide, Fight, which I like, I think it's it's Die Hard in high school. It's kind of fun. Um, I'm not saying it's the best movie. You know, there there are cheesy <laughs> parts of that as well. But it's it's a fun Die Hard in a school, right? Yeah. People are like, oh my gosh, you can't you can't do that because school shootings are serious. And it's like, yes, but it's a movie. Yeah. And and same here. Like, yes, this is based on a true story. Yes, it's based on really bad stuff. But yes, it's important. It, it's a story that should be told. Like yeah. that's. That's how stories started getting told, you know? It's, yeah. it's the important stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. But, to, yeah, but just to, I don't know. I, I, would t I totally would just be like, like that's, that's not a good enough reason for, for me to not go see it. Well, there are a lot of people that, like, won't watch. Like, the movie I just referenced, Still Alice. Yeah. I, like, my mom will never watch that movie. Right. Because my dad went through similar things, so, like, oh, she it. just yeah. will not watch it, right? Which I understand. Like, that, mm. uh, some movies are just not for some people, but... I would say in this case, it does tackle a hard subject, mm -hmm. but not in a way that's like, oh, I can't watch that, you know? No, that's a good I mean, you good, might weep through it. That's good. Clearly. Point. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, clearly but weeps. that's fine. That's, that's a good movie. Yeah. That, that, that's good movie. what a good movie is if it makes yeah. you feel something so much that you weep like a little girl. That's a, No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's a joke. <laughs> that's a joke. That's a, that's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the last time Seth will be on the podcast. <laughs> See you. I'm going to go weep now. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, any uh, final thoughts on The Sound of Freedom? Uh, I think we covered so much. Um, the real important thing I would say is um, if you want more movies like this, I think you got to support them. And I think it's in ways more than just like going to see the movie. I think going to see the movie is important. But I think if you want to see this kind of content, I think you have to actually seek people out that are making this. And, you know, shameless plug, we're trying to do stuff like that as well. Yeah. But that's a challenge I give to all of our viewers and listeners. If you want to see more, like, hard issues tackled by Christians, start supporting them. Start funding that. And, yeah. Because it might Or if be... you just want Christians to make good movies. Uh, well, especially that. And I hope this inspires more Christians. I know it inspires us as yeah. filmmakers. Absolutely. To, you know, we want to embed our faith in everything we do. But we also don't want all of our movies to end with the main guy dropping to his knees and crying out to God, I'm sorry, you know, like, mm. 
like some sometimes that story is good and, and that can work but you know I've seen it so maybe it's time for something new and, and uh, Jesus Revolution was a great step in the right direction Sound of Freedom is a really good step in the right direction so I hope we keep going in this direction yeah. and pretty much anything Jim Caviezel wants to be a part of I'm down yeah. you know yeah. uh, and definitely before we close uh, I'm sure that the audience knows where we stand but I have to ask this question Josiah, how did you feel about this film? Oh, yeah. We got to rate it because that's what we do here. So we planned to do it at the end. That, that was part of the plan. Yes, yes. it was. Yes. Uh, I didn't hate it. Uh, I had to, to say it did. Yeah, oh, he hated I, it, guys. Oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> I did not hate it. There you go. The inflection does matter. It does. I didn't hate it. Great. That's good, yeah. yeah. Um, and so what's funny is, uh, our indie review, Indiana Jones 5 review, is not out yet. But when it comes out, you might see that we saw these movies like one, we saw Indiana Jones and then the next day we saw Sound of Freedom. Yeah. Guess which one we preferred. Just guess. Don't say it. Don't say it, Seth. But you can just guess. Just guess. Also, did I watch this film? I did, didn't watch Indiana Jones. You didn't? No. no. Oh. Uh, did we not invite you? Uh, you ever do that? You forget to invite people. Um, <laughs> But yeah, thank you guys for joining. Uh, I should tell you a little bit about who we are. We are DeSoto Arts Institute. We are a group that teaches filmmaking to students that want to learn. Try to teach them how to embed their faith in everything they do. If you want to support uh, not just this podcast, but also the films and the other things we have coming up, uh, you can go down to whatever link. It's DeSotoArtsInstitute.com, and you can consider becoming a monthly sponsor. Uh, we got some exciting things coming up, so make sure you subscribe and hit the ringling. And leave a comment. We like to bring people that comment on the podcast. Seth has never commented, and even he gets to be on the podcast. So comment, <laughs> make sure you subscribe, that kind of thing, and uh, let us know what you want to see. Uh, especially if you want us to do more Christian movies, Seth is our resident. Like, I'm a Christian, right? <laughs> but do I watch Christian movies? Nathaniel, do you watch Christian movies? My parents watch Christian movies, and I just so happen to be there. Say, say, well, like, I watch Christian movies, like, one a year. Like, Jesus Revolution came out this year, so this is number two. Well, I saw Nefarious, too, so, like, I saw a couple. I hit a couple of them. But, you know, I'm, I'm definitely open-minded. Mm -hmm. But I would say our resident Christian movie guy is probably sitting right here. Thanks. I think so. No, and, I just, yeah, and I Nick just is sitting it. at home. Yeah. Well, you know, Nick, <laughs> Christian. We're all Christians. <laughs> He does not watch Christian movies. Yeah. But, but that is something that we want to change, right? Right. I just want to watch good Christian movies. Yeah, that's, good what, Christian that's what content. I want to push. I want to push good yes. Christian movies. Yes. So, anyways, thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye.